This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Cultivating Convos. It is me, Megan Harshberger. We are so happy to have you with us today. Um, I have a special co-host uh, with me. Shelby couldn't be here on this uh, episode. So Katie is going to stand in, and we're happy to have you, Katie. Hi, I'm so excited, and I'm so excited for our topic today because it means summer is nearly here. We're talking amusement ride safety and fairs today, which is super exciting. Yes. With the weather warming up, we're getting ready for fair season. Fair season is upon us. Corn dogs, lemon slushies, all the foods. I can't wait. Fried food. Fried, Fried food. food. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so today we have with us um, on our episode, we've got Howard Call. Howard's the executive director of the Ohio, Ohio Fair Managers Association. And we've also got Dave Myron, chief of the Division of Amusement Ride Safety and Fairs. Thank you guys both for joining us today. Awesome. Well, you know what, Dave, I'm going to start with you. Can you just kind of lay out what, I mean, it sounds pretty straightforward, but just give us an overview of our amusement ride safety and fares division. Absolutely. So uh, we, we do a lot of things um, in, the, in our division uh, with regards to amusement rides. We ensure that all the, the rides that are being operated, not only at the fairs, but in uh, across the state of Ohio are being uh, maintained and operated in accordance with the manufacturer's specifications. Uh, so we go out there and inspect the rides, make sure that they're properly set up, make sure that the operators are trained, um, and just look for making sure, like I said, that these rides are are safe. The uh, what we do with the fairs office is that we we kind of oversee all of the 94 county and independent fairs on a variety of levels. Um, we just from a financial standpoint to how some of these fairs are run and operated election-based issues, um, just a very close relationship with all 94 fairs. Additionally, while we're there, um, while we're at the fair, our amusement ride safety inspectors, again, inspect the rides that are there, but we also inspect the games that are on the midway, uh, making sure that the games are being uh, played in a, in a fair manner and that um, everyone who goes up there has an equal chance of, of winning. Uh, depending on their skill, obviously, in some of them. But um, yeah, so very involved with affairs, looking forward to the summer, uh, and looking forward to a pork chop on a stick. Oh, good call. <laughs> um, so Howard, local and county fairs, they're all happening this year. I mean, last year obviously wasn't the best year, I think, for a lot of people, and especially a lot of people um, in the, the fair industry. But this is all happening this year, right? Yes. Well, we're excited that the county fairs are going to be allowed to operate as they did in 2019, meaning full fairs, you know, the, the funding that comes with the gated missions, the ride, you know, you know, the ride percentages, the food grosses, all those things fund our junior fair program. So that funding is going to be in place to go back to having a full fair and be able to, to fund it correctly and put on a safe ex exhibition 
We will be meeting with our first five Ohio fairs at play starting in June through the 4th of July, just to talk about safety. You know, we still uh, have to be safe and provide that safe environment for our uh, county uh, fair participants, as well as our guests that are gonna be coming in. And uh, so safety is on our minds, but yes, we're gonna have full fairs and we're gonna be able to share with the community our successes, as well as our outstanding agricultural products. So are we doing anything different that you can talk about already this year in the first few fairs or as we kick off the summer? Well, you know, county fairs for years have had to ensure a safe environment because of E. coli, because of the swine flu, the pig, you know, that 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 issue with that, as well as the bird flu. So safety has always been on, on our hand, you know, you know, in our minds and our keeping our hands clean so that we can have a safe uh, trip to the fair, which means signage, which means sanitation stations, hand washing stations. That has not changed. Now, while under last year, the fairs that did run full or partial, we did a lot more hand washing <clears throat> stations out there. But again, this has been in our mind. This, this was nothing really new other than more intensified in uh, 2020, but that's still on our mind. We have to be sure we provide a safe environment for our guests as well as our exhibitors. Um, Howard, before I move to Dave, do you have a favorite fair food? Oh, anything deep fried. <laughs> <laughs> Corn dogs, I mean, sausage, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I've been involved with our county fair uh, since I was in 4-H, uh, so this goes back to 1956, oh, wow. so I've oh, been here at, at our fair, at both of these as an exhibitor, and now as a, a director and, and, and fair officer, so, you know, fair foods, that's me. <laughs> They're so I'm, delicious. I'm very pregnant, and I think anything fried sounds perfect right now. I love it. <laughs> well, we are going to be making some, well, I know Director Palanda is planning to stop at many, many fairs uh, over the summer, so Katie will have her opportunity <laughs> to get her hands on some fried foods there. So Dave, back to you. So I know now that we're getting back to normal with everything, um, ODA does all of those ride inspections and game inspections. Any like estimate to how many we're going to do this fair season? I mean, I know it's like oh, thousands. <laughs> the, yes. So in a normal in a normal-ish year, right? In 2019, we performed about 10,000 ride inspections. Um, last year in 2020, we performed um, a little more than 2,000. So it was about an 80% reduction in inspections um, from year from 2019 to 2020. Now, you know, like I say, not an economist, not a market forecaster. Uh, but we expect there to be obviously a large increase from 2020. Uh, but really, we've already seen that there's been some festivals that have canceled um, for the 2021 season. Um, so we don't think it's going to be quite 2019 year's numbers, but it's a lot closer to normal and a, and a lot, yeah. uh, a lot more work for us this year. Before we move on, I've got to mention something I didn't know before I started at ODA was. We also expect those big roller coasters, Cedar Point, Kings Island. That's, can you talk a little bit about that? That was something that kind of blew my mind. I just never crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah, our inspectors, like I said, they inspect roller coasters throughout in Cedar Point and Kings Island and uh, and the Columbus Zoo's installing a new roller coaster um, here uh, this summer as well. So our inspectors are, are intimately involved in that process. Um, they they walk the ro the roller coaster tracks. Um, they're inspecting the trains and 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 the systems 
um, making sure in the computer systems, really just making sure that they're operating as they're supposed to be operating. Uh, one of the unique things that I think that they do is that Ohio is one of the few states um, that has uh, what's called a multi-vehicle safety rule, um, and that we essentially try in our inspection process to get the computer to uh, uh, run in, to have cars run into each other. Uh, and so we, through our inspection process, ensure that that's physically not possible. It's a it's a very long process. We are in Cedar Point, Kings Island for a long period of time inspecting all of those rides. But now both parks are opened and uh, we're ready to switch our focus to the fair season. I feel like the last time, well, I haven't been to Cedar Point or Kings Island on a ride in a very long time. But the last time I was on a roller coaster, I swear I had the spins for like days. My equilibrium was off for a couple of days. That's called, that's called getting older, Megan. I know. Yeah, I, I, I dealt with that, too. <laughs> I think the 30s have me. <laughs> um, okay. So I feel like we do have to talk about Ohio State Fair. Um, obviously, we're not having a full fair this year. Um, so the fair will be limited to livestock and educational competitions. And this could be for Howard or for Dave. How do we, you know, still continue to prepare even with a limited Ohio State Fair? In regard to the Ohio State Fair, we, the Ohio Fair managers, fully understand the, the plight of the Ohio State Fair management staff, Virgil Strickler and the staff in going from seven employees to 700. And in this environment out here with employment the way it is, and for them to try to ramp up after being completely shut down by the uh, city health orders was virtually impossible. We saw this back in February, March, when they were still closed. Now they did have the Beef Expo come in I talked to Virgil this week. Uh, they are going to have the, uh, the the Good Guys Car Show, which will help them get some revenue in to start to build staff back up. But uh, I am fully supporting of the Ohio State Fair and what they're doing here. At least they're allowing a showcase for our youth, the FFA, 4-H, and the other groups to come down to Columbus and showcase their projects and 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 be graded at, at a state level. So we fully support uh, Virgil and the staff at the Ohio State Fair. Yeah, and I'll I'll just pick up where with where Howard left off. I think you know everyone is is disappointed that there's not a full fledged Ohio State Fair. Everybody wants to have that fair experience. I love going to the Ohio State Fair. Um, I love getting that pork chop sandwich. Um, and uh, so, um, but I think you know as Howard indicated, there, there obviously is the reality of the situation um, of what it takes to put on. Um, that event. I think that, you know, in terms of what we can do, I think we just have to continue to do our part, right? Go out and get vaccinated if you're not already vaccinated so that we can have a, uh, a tw 2022 fair that's just back and better than ever. Yeah, we sure hope so. I haven't, with ODA, since I've been with ODA, I haven't been able to to get to a fair yet to work it. And I don't, Katie, you haven't either. Nope, nope. This will be the first year. Hopefully early this summer we'll make it to a few mm -hmm. before, uh, you know, maternity leave stuff so <laughs> well i'll invite all of you to come up to our little urban fair in Talmadge, ohio we're a suburb of akron and okay okay you know we'll be, we'll be glad to put you on a cart and give you the tour as long as i can get a corn dog on the cart i'm good make sure that happens <laughs> <laughs> so thanks howard and and thank you dave for both being on with us um we had fun talking fairs and uh we'll see you guys next time Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed 
and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.